The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome back to Old Space Show. I am Brandon, and this is my co-captain, the old, the spacious, the Jim. I'm going to stretch out in this old space over here. There you go. Uh, this installment of Old Space Show continues our episode-by-episode episode travelogue through the second season of Space 1999 where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through outer space, the population of its human-built colonies hoping to stumble upon a new home. Today, we are talking about the 22nd episode, Devil's Planet. Answering a distress signal, Commander Koenig is forced to crash land as Eagle on Entra, moon of the planet Elna, which turns out to be the planet's penal colony. And Koenig finds himself a prisoner of the beautiful Elysia and her equally beautiful prison guards. All oh, right. my. <clears throat> oh, my. <laughs> this one is directed by Tom Clegg, who once directed Bringers of Wonder, parts one and two, and Journey to Where? Yeah. Uh, written by Michael Winder and has guest star Hildegard Neal, Cassandra Harris, Angus McInnes, and Roy Marsden, uh, the writer Winder, this is his second-to-last writing credit ever. Uh, he had also written for The Saint and The Avengers. So coming from that wheelhouse, yep. <laughs> well, I mean, Hildegard Neal was in Anthony and Cleopatra. Yep. She was in uh, Macbeth, uh, a, you know, a bunch of films. Of Loads of Shakespeare TV stuff, yeah. Mm. Basically. Mm. like A lot of British TV, as, as are a lot of the guest stars we get in this. Yeah. That would be the equivalent of, the of like, TV being on like all like the superhero shows you could be on right now <laughs> like shakespeare british tv <laughs> of the like 60s 70s right you know, that'd probably be the equivalent now um, that's why and that's probably why all the aliens we meet speak that way right <laughs> very true uh cassandra harris of course the late wife of pierce brosnan who appeared in for your eyes only uh, this is her debut performance wow so the she's one of the right left hand woman of neil in this episode and then uh mcginnis was gold leader in star oh, wars dude. he was also in rollerball rollerball personal personal favorites. oh rollerball so great uh force yeah. 10 from navarone superman 2 like hell of a career here um well, this is a, it's really weird this is the third time today i've, I've seen outland referred to and that's like a movie hardly anybody's ever seen the connery one as well yeah yeah like that's the cool high noon in space that is a cool movie we're gonna talk oh. about that sometime on the show yeah, I, was, show I, proper. Was, I, was, I, I always thought that was part of the alien universe just because of the way it looked you know mm. what i mean anyway yeah. but yeah he's been in a ton of movies judge dread hellbound um, hellraiser 2 he was even in uh, rogue one as gold leader again oh that's right movie. <laughs> with archive footage, so yeah. Uh, it was eyes wide shut. Hellboy, like this is this is good stuff. That Angus McGinnis gets around. 
Yes. He's McGinnis in a lot of movies. Marsden, he appeared previously on the episode Rules of Luton as Alien Invisible. <laughs> it's quite an appearance then. <laughs> See yes. what I did there? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, he was also in an episode of Doctor Who, though. Oh, yeah? I knew you like who. Yeah, it was a 2007 episode of Doctor Who. Okay. Uh, Smith and Jones. Oh, okay. First episode of the third series. At the introduction of Martha Jones. That is correct. And the Jadoon. Big rhinoceros guys. Now, I want to, before we go in here, Jim, did you notice we're about to run do a, a stretch of three episode recordings in a row, folks? So they're kind of, the, these last three will be closely related. So I'm going to bring this up having seen what comes after as we record this. But they're introducing a new crew to us, aren't they? I was going to say, this episode has, other than Koenig, there is no crew member that we see that right. we see from any other. I mean, Helen is not there, Alan, Tony, Maya, mm-hmm. none of them. And when they pan to command center, it's a whole different group. Mm-hmm. We have Alibay Parson as Alibi, and Sam Daster as Dr. Ed Spencer. Now, these guys, these people are going to come in more than to play the next two, but they do get, I believe they get introduced here in this one. Um, Great. They got introduced right at the end of the series. That's all. Yeah. Good. It's like, we're going to fix this. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to fix this. We're going to, we're going to put in some new blood here for season three. That's doesn't happen, but yeah, it, it, it's, I was just like, was wow, really this is a bit late. it's a bit late for this. It's weird. All right. So I thought it was something that you had said before. No, I'm sorry that, um, you know, we have some episodes where like Koenig and Allen were off in a, uh, Eagle somewhere for the whole episode. Right. Yeah. We didn't see them or somewhere, you know, Barbara Bain was off somewhere and, you know, back on moon base when something else was going on. I thought of that, you know, maybe they mm-hmm. could only get Martin Landau that week. Right. Yeah. This is serious. It's a Koenig solo episode. It's like Somebody's Koenig and space babes like, and, and red shirts. And alpha, alpha red shirts everywhere. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so in this one, uh, Commander Koenig and Blake Maine. Yep. Here we go. Blake Maine. I love the first and last names. Like, yeah. uh, they investigate two planets in Alpha's East Quadrant that seem capable of supporting human life. Flying over the larger one, they land on the outskirts of a city and the find the life. Literal- Wait a minute. Wait, I'm sorry. I need to stop here for a second. They look through these viewfinders and like, oh, look, it's a city. It's literally just stripes. Right, yeah. on glass with like LEDs or something on it moving back and forth. It is like the most simple representation that could possibly be of an aerial shot of a city. It's just really kind of like set out. It was literally just stripes in a circle. I was like, mm. wow, okay. <laughs> honk, honk. Listen, traffic. Yeah, right. It's so realistic. <laughs> yeah. So city look better than that. I'm sorry. Man. Right. So they find lifeless bodies of several people lying around. As Koenig reports his findings back to Alpha, there is activity in the area of a booth. A man materializes within and exits. He dies within seconds. <laughs> now, this looks like an isolation booth booth from an old uh, game show. Right? Oh, it does. Like, yeah, yeah. He like can't the, hear us right stuff. now. Yeah. Okay, we're going to ask you the questions we asked him. In isolation. Um, Also, we're back in our forest soundstage. Mm -hmm. Very, very familiar surroundings for the show. Um, It's like, no, I guess they couldn't afford to go on location this week because here we are. And uh, when they they fly into the city, you kind of see 
like these really tall towers with domes on top. It looks very much like the Jetsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, houses, yeah, yeah, like 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 they're really high up in the air with a giant dome, um, almost like the Blue Origin rocket. Right. <laughs> but it's just hilarious to see this isolation booth surrounded by dead bodies and like, what up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just people just laying around. <laughs> I, I don't know. Being lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess. And- Ed Spencer, he recommends they leave the planet at once. <laughs> oh, beloved character Ed Spencer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> iconic, iconic Alfin Ed Spencer. Ladies and gentlemen, we've never laid eyes on Ed Spencer before. That's why I'm laughing. Yes. They decided to take a look at its moon, which has sim- a similar atmosphere and vegetation. As they get within range of the moon, their eagle malfunctions, losing all power to its engines. They regain power in time to lessen the impact as they crash land. They survive the crash and leave the eagle. Uh, they use they use the same aerial photography slides looking over the moon as they did over the planet. I noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, the facial expressions are great. And the crash lasts for like five minutes. It does. Yeah. It's they like go they, for they, it, they though. Go, I'm happy. They always that. did. The effects were great, but it's like. You know, they show the eagle. They show uh, uh, Koenig in the red shirt, like making grimace faces. Arr, arr, you know, being pulled by G's. Arr, you know, they keep going back and forth. And like the actual crash, like takes way longer than a normal crash would. You know, take. It was just true. Really and then um, as they explode, as the eagle actually explodes, this this wah wah guitar starts. Uh, yeah, it's like as soon as they land, it crash. It's like. Let's get out of here. Wow, 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 wow. I'm like, is that an alarm? <laughs> it's like an emergency alarm. The wah go, goes off and the ship's going to blow up or something. Space jazz. Fun. Yeah, it's just like, hey, we're going to break out the wah wah here in this you know, uh, crucial dramatic moment. Uh, they see a man pursued by whip wield- wield- wielding woman. <laughs> uh, that's it's a whip wielding woman. That's a Wow. Good job saying that, too. I appreciate that. Yeah. Women, they're dressed in like red red velvet jumpsuits with uh, like silver, uh, like almost Egyptian collars and stuff. Space Rome, almost like it's weird. Almost, yeah. And the, the red jumpsuits look like what Mark from Orc wore. Yeah, like the, like a big red onesie kind of. Although these are like seventies, uh, like dancers and showgirls. Mm-hmm. So they're like walking very like, you know, they're in like three inch high heels and capes. You know, hunting mm-hmm. people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I like that I don't they're really like it's like good hunting wear, you know. Yeah, their helmet and armor looks like like a comfy pillow. Like it, it doesn't like scream metallic at all. Yeah. Like you look at right. it, it's just like that. It's like soft and like plushy, isn't it? Like, and it's Somebody probably comforting for them for the wear, but yeah, very yeah. shiny though. Very shiny. Uh, so as Kodak tries to intervene, Blake steps into an electronic barrier and is vaporized <laughs> no Blake our beloved our beloved character Blake mm-hmm. we hardly knew ye as they say <laughs> of all the alphans I knew <laughs> this was the most human <laughs> so Koenig is subdued by one of the women uh, well, guard. Not just subdued. He like gets the tailor from uh, uh, Planet of the Apes treatment with the whip around mm. the neck. He's like, Ugh. he does. <laughs> Except no horse, right? Um, and and uh, a guard of the penal colony based on the moon 
his mind is probed by the interrogator at the request of Elysia, the mistress of the penal colony on Entra. I like the way they uh, scan his mind. And they have like those welding masks or the plastic welding masks or right. whatever. And they just like, and they, they have, and the funny thing is we don't see Helena or Tony or this is like the only time we see the rest of the crew members. Yeah, this is, a, this is how, this in is this where episode, we see our, our yeah, is when they scan his brain. It's like, you know, the flashback in his brain. It's like, mm-hmm. great. <laughs> you see Maya turning into animals, but you know who he doesn't remember? Victor Bergman. Plus, I love the cell. The <laughs> cell is like a ska, a ska fan's dream. It's all <laughs> black and white checkers. <laughs> like I gotta give it the expect, set. The sets were pretty cool in this. I dug them. Yeah, I expect the specials to come up and just start to jam and, and scan. Right, on. that room it was great. I loved it. But yeah, you're right. That the the I don't know who did the sets for this episode, but they were wild. Like did that. it feel like the, did, did this one feel like to you that there was more money in this like episode Dead. or just like a freedom or because it felt much better directed like more innovative the sets were better like there was something stand out or something too right like in the, yeah in the, like when they went outside to the location they actually mm-hmm. have like a building out there and they kept using the same zoom mm-hmm. on like the exact same zoom shot but it was like a big structure they built yeah 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 like they felt like there's some money in this one and they let the director kind of i i I didn't get any of this out of like bringers of wonder journey to wear. Like this one had some no. good angles. It had some right. good camera pant. Like it was, it was trying. Like I was, I noted, I noticed that like, as I was watching, I was like, something's up with this. Like, and there's only Koenig, of course, like that. We, we talked about that, but like that could, I mean, even if they had <laughs> Barbara Bain or other people, you could have directed it like this. Like, I don't, I understand I why love I was, when, when, if you notice when the alien queen or whatever is like looking at Koenig's brain mm-hmm. and Tony kind of goes, Oh, he's my awfully attractive. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm like, geez, a thirsty space queen. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they learned that he has been to their home planet, Alina and knows that everyone there is dead. And those who go die. Elysia tells the interrogator to remove this knowledge from his brain. When told that he may not survive the process, she replies that he would be given a handsome funeral. Dun, 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 commercial break. Those matter. (laughs) Um, In an attempt to maintain some appearance of normalcy, a prisoner is returned to Alina. Crail tells Elysia that the other prisoners are wondering why no new prisoners are being sent from Alina and why they can no longer receive video messages from their families. <laughs> Elysia invades the question by starting or stating that they are the troublemakers whose natures are to be discontent. I, I didn't catch this until about 50, like 15 minutes after this part was went mm. by. This is the running man. Mm. Yeah. They're sending their prisoners to a, you know, a penal colony where they're supposed to go through the hunt. Right. Yep. And, and and they get through the hunt, they get sent off to a paradise of their home world, but mm-hmm. actually they just get killed. Right, yeah. It's the running man. It is the running man. <laughs> oh, I man. I was like, wow. Well, it's cool. It, this is the one where the guy goes over from the booth with the mustache, and he has, like, the most overreactive death. <laughs> where he's yeah. like, where he's like, he puts his hand on his face, and his eyes get right. He's like, ooh, oh, mm. 
Oh. I'm dying. <laughs> oh, oh, I think I'm not going to live anymore. Oh, dear. I may expire oh. at any moment. Oh, oh, hey, am I not make? I'm not, I'm not long for this world. Like, yeah. Uh, so the interrogator apparently unable to remove the information about his about the death on Elena from Koenig's mind scans his memories at Elysia's request. Elysia is attracted to him and has sent <laughs> has him sent to one of the cell blocks, but warns that she doesn't want him disfigured. Of course, of course, she's into him because he's Koenig. I, I do, do you think like <laughs> did Lando have an ego that he needed to be like? desired Maybe. by all these or was like or Barbara Bain like my husband must be desired he must Barbara be Bain's not even in this episode though it's true that's true maybe it's a Freiburger thing like you're trying to make it more like Kirk right with the alien babes right, right. but they did that in that. season one though they did that the the whole oh Koenig he's a he's a suave handsome guy in, the, in season one too like there's always every couple episodes goes away from it but then one of them is going to bring it back to handsome Koenig or like desirable male. It's just so funny that like first she's thirsty for Tony, then she's thirsty for Koenig. Yes. Uh, the interrogator warns Elysia that he will tell the other prisoners about Alina. Uh, Elysia smugly asserts that they won't believe him. The interrogator advises her to tell the prisoners the truth. Elysia refuses, believing she can maintain control. They monitor the cell as Koenig wakes up. When he learns that the inmates are from Alina... Or Elna. Is it Elna or Alina? I can't. Whatever. Uh, who cares? Mm. That other place. <laughs> death place. Uh, tells him what he saw. They chose not to believe him because fake the news. ramifications are Koenig too is terrible. giving me fake news. Fake news. <laughs> That's all I can think of. He's like, they're lying to you. They're lying. He's like, mm-hmm. why are they lying to us? Why are they? they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> they become angry and violent. Elysia and, the, and her guards intervene, saving Koenig. He asked that he be allowed to contact Alpha so that he can have someone come get him. Elysia tells him no, but that if he stays with her, he will experience undreamed of pleasure until she tires of him. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Undreamed of pleasure. Tires of him. So she tires of him. An eagle is detected approaching Antra. Kodig is placed behind a barrier preventing him from making his presence known. Elysia tries to dissuade Bill Fraser, he's Vizier, and Alley from Landing. <laughs> yeah, so she tells him the pilots uh, died in a crash. Uh, Fraser responds, telling her that they must land to recover the bodies, and he will come in shooting if they have to. Lisa tells him that their ship systems will burn out when they come into contact with Entra's defense shield. Fraser tells her that they are coming anyway, and if they don't make it, Alpha will send more ships to blast the planet. Like, Bill Fraser has gone from like, oh hell, we need to give someone uh, Carter's lines to <laughs> like Bill straight Fraser up for- only recognizable Alfin that's not Koenig in this episode. And it's martial law, according to him, according mm-hmm. to Bill Fraser, martial law declared by this new character that we've never seen before. Yeah. Oh, so Alicia concedes and has her people remotely land the eagle. Meanwhile, she has her people create evidence of Koenig's death by having a prisoner wear Koenig's uniform and walk out to the defense screen and disrobe. But before he can, Alicia activates the shield, vaporizing him to Creole's shock. He contacts her saying she went against her promise 
not to do such a thing. She replies that it was only it was a matter of survival. Did she specifically promise not to put alien clothes on someone and then kill him to frame him for uh, someone's death? Right. <laughs> I'm like, really? Okay. Right. Uh, so when Fraser and Alibe land, they are taken to the crash site. Elysia explains that though the crew survived the crash, they stumbled into the boundary deficiencies. She knows them. She shows them the remains at each point of impact. Disheartened, they return to their eagle and lift off his Koenig watches from the window of his cell. And it's so funny. First of all, they give Koenig his own little jumpsuit as well with right? all the shiny stuff, but it's blue because he's a dude. Because yeah, <laughs> and he's at this plexiglass window, pounding. Ah, Fraser, help her! Hey, I'm up here! Like, and they keep using the same zoom shot on, like, I guess where we're supposed to think the window is, right? On the big building, and they pull away, and I, you know, obviously they're not going to hear him, right? Mm-hmm. But they just keep doing that. They shake, they show, they do it like two or three times. Koenig like yelling, Fraser, Fraser, and then they same pull away zoom. And then right. back to I'm just like, we get it. We get what he's trying for. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Good night. Uh, I, I love it. <laughs> I love that Koenig's, uh, like, his shirt has, like, a rip open in the chest. Yeah. yeah. Bare chest, so yeah. those Landau pecs. Lift like, the pecs breeze, man. Like, I guess I guess this uh, these Elysia must have ordered some shredded beef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here, comes, here comes ripped Koenig. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and that you know that chest hair. Oh, can't have enough. Can't have enough. He's quite a specimen. Yes. So he he is brought before Elysia, who is waiting for him in an alluring gown. He notices. Yeah, she is down to clown right there. I just I thought it was somebody. They bring him in. He's just like. Shiny uh, blue jumpsuit, right? That they give him as an mm. alien jumpsuit. They bring him in. She's moved on to evening wear. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So he notices a twin of the booth he saw on Elna. Uh, Alicia follows his gaze and tells him the trans beamer is the dream that every prisoner on Entra, Entra wishes to attain. Koenig argues that the dream dis- leads to di- certain death. Elysia replies that it gives the prisoners hope. She then tells him that his remaining alive depends on his entertainment quotient. Yeah. He kisses her and makes a break for the door. After a quick scuffle, he gets away. Elysia holds her guards back from pursuing too quickly as the hunted are always given a fair chance. Koenig's on the hunt now, or being hunted now. Yeah, he's on the he's on the run. Uh, the oh, he, deadliest this game. He, this is where he quoted Orwell too. He kept saying double think. Mm-hmm. right? Like he's like, right? that's what we call a double think on our planet. I'm like, all right, cool Orwell ref, dude. All right. Base ninety nine knows his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Koenig heads for the eagle with hopes of either contacting Alpha or getting a weapon, achieving neither. He grabs a homing transmitter and drops it out of an emergency hatch in the cockpit <laughs> as the guards appear in the passenger module. He fights off several of the guards, heads back he, toward he the a, prison. Wait a, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He got a fire extinguisher, though. He did. I kept thinking, like, if this were Battle Royale, that would be his weapon, fire extinguisher. Oh, it would, yes. <laughs> That's what he got. Uh, 
Elysia alerts the interrogator to hold him when he gets there. He maneuvers to put himself by the trans beamer. He steps in as Elysia arrives. She tells him she will disintegrate him if he doesn't step out. He points out that if she does, it will destroy only the only means back to Elna. This not only affecting the prisoners, but the guards who are nearing the end of their tour of duty stays Elysia's hand. Uh, Krail asks Koenig if the rumors he heard are true that everyone on Elna is dead. Koenig tells him it's true. Elysia asks why would he want to go there if everyone were dead. He says to get away from her brand of torture. Yes. Yeah, you know, that that um, dreamed of pleasure is torturous. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like the Monty Python sketch with Galahad. Right. <laughs> I'm ready to girl. face the torture. Just a little peril, please. Just a peril. <laughs> a little peril. <laughs> he tells them that if he is lying, Elysia can follow him and bring him back, then activates the trans beamer. Elysia says that Elna will send him back. Krail counters saying, not if he's telling the truth. And then we don't have a jokey epilogue, Jim. No, there's it's, no, it's like the no ending ending this time. Right. Uh, like no real ending. It just kind of stopped. Yeah. Elysia looks for support for her position from the interrogator on or Krell, but there is none. Clinging to her lies, she steps into the trans beamer to avoid the wrath of what's left her people. Koenig exits the trans beamer and activates the homing device he took from the eagle en route back to Alpha. Uh, Fraser and Alibe receive the signal. Alibe confirms it's coded for the commander's eagle, and they head to Elna to investigate. I gotta, I gotta say, I'm never gonna ever get tired of seeing the eagles do a hard right turn in space. Mm, no, it's the best. It is awesome. <laughs> it's legit. It's 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 uh, no cap. I love it. <laughs> so true. So. Um, Elysia materializes in the trans beamer, much to Koenig's surprise. Intent on revenge, her only satisfaction comes from her belief that she will kill Koenig before she dies. She fires her weapon twice, narrowly missing him both times. Before she can fire again, the airborne pathogen that killed the people of Elna takes hold of Elysia. She dies the same quick death of all those she allowed to return home. Fraser and Alibe ret- arrive to return Koenig to Moonbase Alpha. And, and nobody laughs. Like no, nobody no laughs. There's no denouement. There's nothing. They just mm-hmm. stop and it's done. And like, this was also a great death scene here. <laughs> the actress playing Elysia. Oh, yeah. She's kind of like, it's almost like she was playing freeze tag and someone attacked her and she fell down. It was this great. is true. This is true. But yeah, that she totally like, yeah, she doubles down on stupid and tries to keep her lie alive. And well, no, it's not going to happen. But we don't know what the people back on her planet think, or the moon. But that's for another day. We follow the adventures of John Koenig, not what happens on uh, Elna or whatever. Or whatever. the Yeah. <laughs> Entra. Something. Entra or Elna. One of those two. Mm-hmm. It's, very, it's very confusing. So th- this wasn't too bad. This is, uh felt like some different territory. Uh yeah. Hey, you can't go wrong with space vixens with whips, dude. Come on. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, it's a plus, plus, uh, it's a, it adds a star value right there. Yeah. If I saw, you know, they should, you know, women cosplay it. Even dudes cosplay. I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah. from devil's planet, space 1999. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, sure. 
we would be the only two people that would know that, but great. Yeah, yeah. It's a <laughs> nice <you>. look. <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, this, you know, this was, this is all right. This is all right. I would bet, like, I really appreciate yeah. it. Like, technically, they were, seemed like they were trying more than mm-hmm. most episodes. Um, That's true. Having just Koenig allowed some other things to get fleshed out, uh, including our villain and some side characters and, uh, just, yeah, it, it <laughs> that we've never seen before. <laughs> that we've never seen before, but you know, it felt like a fully formed idea, fully satisfying adventure. Yeah. I mean, that, I know that's a low bar to be like, oh, hey, they told a complete story, but no, I mean, just in terms of doing it well, this one was on the higher yeah. end. It's a decent idea, and they they executed on it fairly well. And yeah, hey, like I said, Stephen King stole it like a decade later for The Running Man. So yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. This is where it came from. But lots of things come from Space 1999, as we're finding. All right. <laughs> but uh, that'll do it for another Moonbuggy adventure. In the meantime, Jim, uh, where can people find you when you're not 1999ing? Well, every week I'm on Nothing's On with Daryl Taylor and Donnie Salvo at the Taylor Network of Podcast.com. Every Sunday morning we record uh, our own uh, knuckleheaded look at the world of entertainment, news, movies, uh, TV, and whatnot. And uh, we put it out on Monday morning and start your week with something funny and fun. That's Nothing's On Podcast at TaylorNetworkerPodcast.com. Also, next week, we're going to be recording a new episode of The Walking Dead TV Podcast because The Walking Dead is back on the air. And uh, we have been the only podcast to be uh, with the show from the very beginning. And we will be the only podcast standing at the end. It's The Walking Dead TV Podcast. Catch it at HHWLOD.com. Congrats on not getting bit. Not yet. Or at least oh, you were hiding it very well. <laughs> you hit it very well. Uh, well I, have this, I have this baseball bat round, uh, wound with a um, barbed wire that helps. So. Gotcha. Very cool. Very, very seal loose thing. All right. Uh, hashtag Elna or Elena? Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag do you care? And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD written work com. There's more from the Brandon Peters show this week, but until then, Alpha out. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetersshow.com. show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.